On today's episode of the Scale Well Podcast presented by Nudge, we're talking to our friend Kathleen Legris, healthcoachsolutions.net, and also the Business of Wellness Podcast. We're talking all about the value of free content, how it can help you attract an audience, grow your audience, and build your business, and all the strategies you can use to do that effectively. So looking very much forward to this conversation with our friend Kathleen. Um, go and check her out at healthcoachsolutions.net. And without further ado, let's go. All right, we're actually back in the pod quarters again, and Mac is back. Mac, you weren't on the last episode with me. Wait, I missed an episode? Did you even know that you missed an episode? Mac's been traveling a lot. So anyway, we're really excited to talk about something that we have actually kind of touched on in maybe 10 of our 20 podcasts so far. Um, something like that, but we're actually going to dedicate an episode to it. It's going to be great. This is all about free content, what it's for, what it can do for your business. And I think we have maybe one of the best people we could possibly have to talk about free content. What do you think? Definitely top, at least top three. Yep. Top three. Top three on the internet. Probably (laughs) on the internet. Wow. (laughs) Kathleen Legris. So that's a, a bold introduction, but thank you so much for being here with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, boy. No pressure. No pressure at all. I love it. No, thank, thanks for having me on. This is amazing. I know you guys, we've known each other for probably a couple of years now, and it's, it's nice that we can get together and geek out on some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, as Phil alluded to, this comes up in most of our episodes, at least several sentences are probably allocated towards this topic, but we finally realized this is, we need to spend, and I think we're going to do our best to keep this on probably under an hour, if not, you know. <laughs> This could be a five-hour podcast if we really wanted to, but the role of free content comes up so much in conversations. I feel like most people don't realize you have to kind of be a little bit of a digital marketer this day and age, regardless of what kind of business you have. So who better than, than you, Kathleen? So I appreciate you being here. But for those that maybe don't know you, your business, health coach solutions, whatever it is, do you mind just, how did you get to, to where you are today and share a little bit about your background and your story? Sure. Yeah. So I started as a health coach back in 2013. And as I was, you know, building my practice and I started seeing clients one-on-one, I realized there was a huge gap. I didn't have a system, which meant for each, you know, 45-minute to one-hour coaching session, it was really taking me up to three hours. You know, once you factor in gathering their information, scheduling the appointments, maybe rescheduling, the follow-up, the recap. So I just kind of came to the realization that this isn't something I'm going to be able to do long term. And, you know, if I wanted to scale my business and eventually take it online, I was going to need to come up with a better plan that would simplify what I was doing. So I put together my own coaching program that had uh, 12 really just foundational topics that I knew all of my clients needed. So that I had these go-to topics already put together, pre-formatted, which saved me a ton of time. And it just, it helped me also come across as being more professional. And it also alleviated a lot lot of stress. Um, So after I saw how well this was working for my clients, and uh, and then also I eventually used it as an online program, I decided to make it available for other coaches that they could use too. Because what I realized was, you know, at the point I thought, what's wrong with me? Am I the only one that's struggling with this? But what I found was everybody else was, uh, you know, kind of in the same boat. They all felt like, you know, they were wearing, you know, 12 different hats and kind of running, you know, running around like a chicken with their head cut off. 
So over the, the past three, yeah, three and a half years now, I've developed um, additional programs that have allowed me to help thousands of other professionals that in turn get to help their clients. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you walking through that. And so when you were creating this at no point, was that the intent by any means? And your intention was to offer this to other coaches, right? Yes. You were just solving your own problem at that point. Yes, exactly. And, and I think we all think the areas where we're, where we're struggling, it's only us, you know, no one else is, is kind of dealing with the same thing, but you know, along the lines of free content, the, I had no idea. I mean, when I say I was pretty clueless coming into my business back in 2013, I had no idea that I needed to build an email list. I had no idea I should be blogging. Uh, no, really, if someone told me what content marketing was, I would just look at them like, what are you talking about? But over the, you know, the last three and a half years, I've noticed that is the most powerful thing that has moved my business forward. And I know I wouldn't be where I am today if that wasn't a huge piece of, of my business. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you started with a story about how long um, each basically session was adding up to in, in your business, because that's actually what I talked about on the previous episode. So I really appreciate the seamless <laughs> transition, Kathleen. I know you had no idea. I did uh, not, but it is true. It's very true. <laughs> anyway, it was perfect. But um, let's actually get into some ideas that you started to open up there. So you talked about obviously the value of growing an email list and that's going to be, you know, one of the big benefits of potentially putting out free content. But I guess let's start with, you know, why someone would put in the time and effort to put content out there for free. That's maybe not the most obvious concept. Yeah, and, and real quick too, before you answer that, Kathleen, I think there's a lot of mixed I don't know if it's mixed messaging out there in the industry because I know a lot of people say, hey, hey, don't, you know, don't undersell yourself. Don't give yeah. yourself away for yep, free. And point. I think there's a misconception on where to, what should be free and what shouldn't. Oh, that's and such. I think that's point. something to take into account as well when we're talking through this. It is because it is kind of a fine line, but I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was like the perfect explanation. So I'm just going to use this as a big picture is your free content tells them the what and the why but your paid content shows them how, mm. which is an, it's an amazing distinction because it's easy to come from a place of scarcity thinking, well, I'm not going to give away my, my content for free. People need to pay for it. But what happens when you have that scarcity mentality is you're dramatically limiting the amount of people that you can bring into your world, whether that's you know, through a funnel. Um, you know, people are drawn to free content. You know, they're, they're over, I actually had to, I had to Google this myself because I was curious that there are over 2 million Google searches every single second of the day, 2 million searches every single day. So people are always looking for answers to their questions. They're not going to find it via your paid content. They're going to find it via your free content. So you have to think of your free content as a no barrier way for people to learn more about you so that you can be seen as an expert and a trusted resource. You know, people, especially in the health, fitness, wellness industry, there's a ton of competition. There's also, you know, people are skeptical. They're really skeptical. So your main goal with that free content is to attract new prospects and turn them into fans and long-term clients. And the best way to do that is through your free content. That's absolutely the case. So it's interesting you said, so you, you kind of went at the, this from the angle of, of 
creating fans, I guess, getting found and then creating fans. So those are kind of two separate steps, right? Um, And I think it gets to, if we really want to dissect the role of free content, at the very top, it's getting found for what you know. And then it's getting earning trust for what you know or creating those fans, like you said. So there are some different strategies that go into each. Um, Should we start with how free content actually does help you get found? I mean, you talked about search. So what are some things that are key to think about when you're thinking about getting found for that free content? So there's different ways you can do it. You know, as you're starting out, I know the thought of... um you know, SEO strategies can feel very overwhelming. And this is something, honestly, that I'm still working on. Um, so, you know, SEO is an easy way to, to get found as long as you're, you're putting in, and I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, SEO but, is definitely but, a rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. But you want to make sure you're using, you know, the, the right tags, the right keywords um, and categories so that, that you can be found. Um, so, so that's important just as you're, you're you know, creating that post and, and putting it out there. Yeah, um, absolutely. You, do you want me to share? Um, well, let, I guess, I guess let's, let's backtrack just a little bit. Um, do you want to talk about kind of how this would work like as part of a, like a funnel kind of thing? Well, sure. Well, yeah, let's start big picture. Why not? Um, okay. So, you know, if we look at the place of free content in a funnel, you know, you want to build your email list so that you can then convert people into paid subscribers of some kind, whether you're advising, say, health coaches like yourself or you're coaching clients. Um, So we're living at the very, very top of the funnel. If everyone can visualize the marketing funnel here for your business. Um, Because I think it's it's important to realize or to figure out where this free content is going to fit into your overall marketing strategy like you don't just want to like put free content out there without any plan which yeah. is quite frankly what I did when I started um, right we we learn as we go um, but you you want to have a plan for how you're going to use your content your free content ideally to grow your email list that's huge you want to build trust and eventually turn those subscribers into paying clients and that's why your free content works amazingly well for this So if you can picture using your free content at the top of your funnel, right, that's great because you're providing high value information as that that first step, that first entry point where they're, you know, first meeting you. Um, And this is just a really easy, like I said, no barrier way. There's no opt-in. They just say they they find your content. Let's say, for example, it's a blog post, okay, just for simplicity. Uh, They consume your free content. Then ideally, they take the next step. And that next step would be to get on your email list. And I'll kind of walk you through some options for that. Um, So if you think of your free content as being at the top of your funnel, free access to your your great content, right? Then you can lead people down the path you want them to take as the next step, which is getting on your email list. Because like I said before, you're a stranger to most people. So they're not just going to give you their email list right off the bat. And I think some people even struggle with that. Well, it's free. Why wouldn't they just give me their email list? I don't know about you guys. I'm really protective of my email list. Like, I don't just give it out to anybody, right? Oh, yeah. So, okay, so, yeah. Um, so, I'm going to just use one example so your listeners can kind of get an idea of, of how they could use this. So, say you have or, or you want to create a great blog post on a topic like how intermittent fasting helps you burn more fat and build muscle. Okay, in that blog post, you share your great information on that topic, then you include a freebie, a lead magnet, right? 
in the post on something that will allow your readers to learn more on the topic or maybe something that will make it easier for them to implement what you're covering in that blog post. So maybe it's a checklist of, you know, 20 of the best foods to include with your intermittent fasting for best results. Maybe it's something like a three-day meal plan for intermittent, intermittent fasting. So your freebie uh, that's related to that blog post just needs to be, uh, you know, something on that same topic so that it's going to make it a very logical next step for people to take to, you know, s- sign up for your email list. Yeah. That's, and, and, then, and then you have a new subscriber. I think and one thing I want to touch on, because this is, uh, I think, generally overlooked by a lot of groups. There's, and there's a great infographic, I think it was on Digital Marketer, that, that I thought was a nice kind of helpful resource if anyone's interested in learning more about this. But you can kind of look at your funnel in three different kind of segments. And it's kind of top of funnel, which is really the awareness. And I think that goes to the kind of blog post, the whole idea of people being able to find you. But then the middle of the funnel, I think, is generally overlooked or most people don't put enough emphasis on it. And it's sort of the evaluation stage. And that's where the trust is built. And there's, I think a lot of people go from that idea of, okay, I've attracted people to my website. I've, I've had maybe a downloadable doc to capture lead and then it's buy my product, (laughs) you know, which is the, which is that third stage. And I think they're essentially the middle of their funnel is so narrow that it, there's not enough depth there to build that kind of relationship. And so it's interesting. And I think one thing to touch on too, is just Kathleen, once you've kind of brought a person in through the free content, you know, in terms of maybe it's your blog and they found your website, you've captured the lead. What else, what, what's kind of, how is free content tying in to kind of continue to nurture that person and build trust? Can you walk through that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a really good point because the first, like you said, awareness is the first thing and you can't just jump to, okay, buy my stuff. There needs to be like the the nurturing part in there where they have a chance to kind of get to know what you're about. So after someone opts in for your freebie, you don't want to just stop at that. And one mistake I see being made all the time is that people, it's easy to miss setting up some sort of autoresponder series that goes along with that freebie. You know, because if you don't follow up with people, they're going to just forget about you. So setting up, and I know this can feel a little overwhelming at first, um, but even setting up something as simple as five to seven emails that go out after that, that first, after the lead magnet is, is delivered, that could be over, say you're going to do seven, that could be over the course of two weeks, perhaps. And there's, there's different, you know, different thoughts on this, different ways you can do it. But the overall idea is that you want to elaborate a little bit more on that freebie. So say the example that I used before with intermittent fasting, uh, you know, share some other helpful tips, direct them back to another blog post about that so that um, they can experience and consume more of your content. And then they get to realize that this person knows what they're talking about. They're legit. And then, you know, wait until that fifth, sixth, and seventh email to present a way that they can work with you. Don't just, you know, here's, here's your free content, buy my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hear about that very, very, very surprisingly often. And, you know, there are all sorts of different, you know, formulas that are talked about too. So if you really want to sort of paint by numbers, we can look mm-hmm. at, you know, email autoresponder series that are, you know, add value in one email with, again, elaborating on the same topic, add value again, and then offer something that's paid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And add value, add value, offer. 
um, series like that. But also, like you said, you could just continue to add value and then have later in the series um, the opportunity to buy. Um, but that really does get to the point of why having more and more free content out there does allow you to continue to nurture that person over time. It just Absolutely. buys you more time that you can actually um, build that relationship and be ready to, to extend the offer. And, and it makes your whole kind of sales and marketing approach a lot more passive. We, we actually had a person uh, reach out to us over the past week who, you know, unbeknownst to us, had been following us for a year had listened to all of our podcasts, had gone through our academy, and that's all recorded content. And by the time he and I got on a phone call over the past couple of days, he was like, I feel like I know you at this point. And the trust had been <laughs> yeah. built to an extent. So um, the uh, I think it just gets to a point where you've been able to build such a nice foundation and make it such a natural kind of transition from someone who, you know, to, at that point was, you know, a total stranger to us and you know we get on the first call and you you have this relationship kind of already established and you're able to fast track that so so much can be said for that how that fits in and I think one question for you Kathleen because we we're kind of talking about this beforehand is you know we're on a podcast right now you know we've talked about blogging a little bit do you have to are those the two you know the two channels you have to follow I mean there's you know are, does a person have to use a podcast does a person have to use video I mean what are your thoughts on that when a person's kind of first getting started Ooh, that's a great question. I love this. Here's, here's my personal opinion. I think you have to do what you will enjoy the most, what excites you the most, because if you don't love it and you're going to procrastinate, you won't be consistent. And the consistency factor is huge, whether it's you know, sending, making sure you're sending out at least one email a week to your audience, whether it's, you know, for me, my blog posts, I usually do two a month, but I do at least two a month. So I, I think it's important to realize, you know, where are your strengths? Uh, for me, I started out with, with blogging. Then I moved on to doing, um, you know, the lead magnets, like the guides and checklists and things like that. Uh, then I moved on to doing webinars. I now have a podcast. Um, videos are, and we could talk about this, um, especially with live streaming, whether it's Facebook Live, that's my preferred method because that's where my audience is. It could be, you know, YouTube Live now. So, and here's the thing. If you, you hate being on video, don't do video right now. Maybe, <laughs> you know, because I know for me, it, I talked about this on my podcast, it totally freaked me out. I was petrified. To, to go live, there's just something about hitting that go live button that just makes you have this little panic attack. Um, but I'm over it now. But I think it's just important to realize or, or think about what do you enjoy? If you love to write, focus on, focus on blogging first. If, um, you know, if you think you're really going to enjoy video or you know you enjoy video, the nice thing about that is you can really repurpose that so easily. You know, turn that, that video, in, whether it's, you know, Facebook Live, you want to turn it into a, a Facebook ad, or if you just want to have part of it transcribed and then make that into a blog post. So I, I think with videos, you have more options of what to do. But I think the bottom line is, first of all, don't, I don't advise trying all these things at one time. I, I, it's kind of baby steps. You, <laughs> you, can't, you can't do them all and do them well. There's just no way. It, it's very overwhelming. So Start with where you think, you know, you'll enjoy it the most and where you can be consistent. I think that's so important because I know like, for instance, we, so we try really hard to write high value blog posts as regularly as we can. And it yeah. takes significant, you know, I mean, I think we've all heard the numbers, you know, to, to create a really high value blog post, you know, 
be prepared to lock yourself in a room for a couple of days and then, you know, see, see you next week. Yeah. Um, whereas I think for us, what we found and Kathleen, it seems like you all, you may be a little bit the same is, you know, podcasts for us is so great because it's, we have so much fun doing it. It's a great way to build a relationship with people. You know, we've, how much fun have we had in, in previous calls just kind of leading up to this even, but it to your point, it's, there's so many different ways you can reuse it. I mean, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, you know, once we record this, we're going to be able to put it on our web, on our website as a blog post, um, you know, transcribing some of the material from here. We're going to be able to put this in the podcast apps. You know, we could even put something up on YouTube if we wanted just from this one piece of content. So I think especially when you're getting started, try to do what you can to really get the most bang for your buck. And it's, I guess the mentality, the analogy I heard one time is content is kind of like sawdust. And if you do it right, you'll be able to kind of sprinkle it all over the internet in the right way. <laughs> yeah. But I like it's that. pretty, yeah, pretty. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and to your point, what you were saying is I, I want to point this out too, because you guys are the perfect example. You have phenomenal content out there. You really do. And that's a really good example of, you know, less can be more, you, you know, things are going to go a lot more, you know, viral or, or people are going to share it more if it's really high quality. So that may mean you can't do one blog post a week. You maybe just do two a month because you know mm-hmm. you can put a lot more time, effort, and energy into creating something phenomenal versus something that's just, okay, so-so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's really, you know, it's it's worth thinking about before you dive too deep into something is a realistic strategy that you want to um, tackle and you know you can tackle. So if you want to do one really deep dive, great, useful, valuable blog post a month, that's great. You can do that and get found. Um, you know, there are certainly some best practices that you'll have to figure yeah. out along the way to make that work um, and some key pieces to that specific strategy but it's definitely doable. You don't have to be Neil Patel and putting out a post every 10 <laughs> minutes um, to yeah. win at the mm. SEO game and get found all over the internet. So, um, Well, and, and one other day I wanted to share, because I've been doing this more too, is think about if you have colleagues in a similar niche, you can reach out to them about contributing to an expert roundup post. Mm. And this is where you have a few experts share tips on a certain topic. Um, I did this before. I think I had six colleagues uh, that were sharing their expertise on how health coaches can define their niche because that's just an ongoing struggle for most of them. So I thought, you know, I could share some tips, but how awesome would it be for them to hear from six different people coming at it from different angles? And the response to that post was amazing. Uh, and I'm working on another one here uh, where my colleagues are going to share how they found their first few paying clients because that's another huge pain point. So the benefit of reaching out to other people, um, you know, other colleagues, um, is that they get to be a guest on your blog. So you're, you know, you're sharing their information with your audience, but then most of them will also share that post with their audience. And uh, your readers get to benefit because they're hearing from six different people on that same topic. Absolutely. It's easy to create win-wins with, top, with uh, yeah. posts like that. 
podcasts like this, I mean, one of the biggest reasons we do this is so that, you know, Kathleen, that you'll share this afterwards, yeah. you know? Oh, you, wait a minute. I didn't agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't work. I just, we just hop on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all we do. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Podcast and share. That's a entire yeah, yeah, strategy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sit in a room all day with a big, this big Yeti mic and just, you know, talk all day. It well, seems to be working for you, so, you know. <laughs> well, okay, there might be a little more to it. Maybe a little. <laughs> um, well, Kathleen, um, I think we've made some really good progress so far, but I do want to, before we, you know, go away for, for this episode, I want to make sure we give you a chance to bring up some other kind of best practices and tips of, and tools of the trade that you use specifically that have been useful to you, whether it's something specific like how you come up with titles or... Yeah. Where does know, a person go from here who's listening ooh, to this? Week? All right. That's a good one because coming up with... Okay. Here's some ideas depending on what your niche is. Sometimes just coming up with ideas is like the hardest thing. Like, I don't I don't know. What, what am I going to write about? Um, but the ideas can come from so many different places. If you are in Facebook groups you know, see what people are talking about, or say you're, you're a health coach, you're a chiropractor or something, and, and you're um, in these different groups, see what, you know, what topics are coming up, what questions are happening. Um, for me, I'm very entertained when I'm at the checkout line at the grocery store and, you know, reading some of the headlines of the tabloid magazines, or even like People Magazine or something, just, oh, that would be a really good title. And you obviously don't steal that title, but like, I'll take my, my smartphone, I'll take a snapshot of it, or buy the magazine. And, and go through the magazine and see what kind of articles, what kind of topics are in there. You know, obviously you want to go with publications that, you know, can work for your particular niche. Um, I, I think that's really, that's, that's really helpful. But yeah, I, th I think it is important to know what your audience wants so that the, your content is going to resonate with them. And really the best way to find out is, is to ask them whether that's on social media, whether that's in a Facebook group, maybe, and I know I have my own Facebook group, so it's a great way for me to find out, you know, where coaches are struggling the most and where they need help. Um, so that's, that's extremely helpful. And then you, you, you want to spend some time on the title because it needs to be catchy and it needs to grab grab their attention. So one helpful resource I found for this, um, if you Google great blog post titles. You'll find a really cool infographic by Copy Blogger that gives you 74 ideas of um, kind of like you, you know, it's a little bit of, you know, copy or cut and paste or, you know, plug in mm -hmm. your title, your topic here. But it's a really helpful resource that you can refer back to again, again and again when you're kind of stuck on, um, on a title. That's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah I, like I like that. that one. I haven't I haven't seen that one before. I think I'm trying to think if I see all these posts all over the place yeah. about this. Um, Brian, I think it's Brian Dean um, at Backlinko um, who suggested in one of his posts recently. Or I read I'd never thought of this before. Is go onto the platform Udemy, which is online learning uh, platform. That's right. Yep, that's Just right look at the most popular courses and whatever oh, topic that's a really it is. Good idea. And and get get topic ideas from there. And even the most popular, like most listened to lessons within the courses. Yeah. And you can really just kind of tear through there and figure out what people are gravitating toward. That's a good one too. Yeah, and I always, you know, we all have our smart smartphones with us, right? Every second of every day. <laughs> so I do recommend when you think of a topic or you see something, write it down, put it in your notes app or Evernote or somewhere because I guarantee uh, in about 30 minutes, you're going to forget what that great idea was unless you write it down. 
Yeah, it is a great yeah. point. Yeah, you never know when it's going to hit you. It's funny we were talking about this because I know for for me, one of the areas I think I probably get the most inspiration for for content we put together is generally from you know either the live chat on our website mm-hmm. or um, potentially you know Katie or who does you know sales for us is the conversations she'll be like, oh, we had this person ask this question today. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing when you start hearing themes like that. But you're right. You, you need to have some kind of area in which you're getting your inspiration. And I think the Facebook group's a, gr- a great area. Any kind of, um, you know, roundtable discussion or, you know, mm-hmm. something you can be hearing ideas from a lot of different people. It's always going to be Yeah. Great. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be your Facebook group because not everyone has one. Right. But you can kind of, you know, lurk. Kind of <laughs> lurk in other Facebook. Yeah, lurker, and yeah, see what kind of conversations are going in because it's it's a gold mine of information. And the other thing that's important too is it's a lot easier to come up with topics when you know your target audience really, really well. Like if your audience is kind of like more general, well, I help women get healthy and and eat whole foods. Like that's not specific enough for you to really be able to dial down and know their pain points and, and where they struggle and what they need help with. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, that's the, more a great you know your, the more you know your tar- target audience, the, the easier it is. Like, you know, say for example, your target audience, you help people with gluten-free diets. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? There's so much you could cover on right. that. So it makes it so much easier. Absolutely. Well, Kathleen, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you jumping on with us and talking about some free content and how you use it, how people can use it to grow their business. It doesn't have to be rocket science. You can ask your audience to get started, come up with some topic ideas. And then the last thing I'll leave everybody with is don't spend all of your time creating posts or podcasts or whatever it may be, that content, and then forget about sharing it. Everything you do should be shared constantly. Promoting should be 80% of the time. Yeah, I think that the the analogy I heard was most people put 80% of their time into the content creation and 20% promoting when it should be switched around. And that's yeah. I can absolutely agree with that. I think most of the time it's it's easy to lock yourself away and create content and think it's the best and then you realize oh gosh, I totally agree. And along those lines, I think the best investment you can make and there are some free tools for this is to use a social media scheduler like whether it's Hootsuite. Hootsuite has a free version. Post planner what is it? Sometimes another one I heard of. Get, Q get Edgar something. Oh yeah, I I, Edgar. I use Edgar. I I love Edgar because it. I think as of right now, it's the only scheduler that completely recycles all of your posts, so you don't have mm-hmm. to keep uploading mm-hmm. the content. So you can like literally go away on vacation for six months, and all your content will will continue to, um, you know, revolve. And one other thing I wanted to mention too, is that say you have a blog post or whether it's a podcast or, or something else is to make sure you create at least three, if not five different posts that kind of come at that topic from a different angle. So instead mm-hmm. of just having, you know, one social media post for that blog post, create three to five and then just schedule them at different times during the week. You know, because you don't know kind of what angle you're using that's going to grab someone's attention or when they're on social media, right? Well, you know, they're going to be on there at different times. So you don't know when they're going to see it. So just make sure you're creating more than one post to promote your content. That's a great one too. Well, so much you guys can learn from this, this woman. This has been great. Um, Kathleen, where can everybody go to find you, by the way? Uh, they can find me on my website, which is healthcoachsolutions.net. And I do have some free resources on there, uh, including an ultimate health coach toolkit 
that they can get like some client worksheets with the menu planning guide and, and things like that. So that's kind of a, that might be something that your audience would find very helpful. Awesome. And speaking of free content, Kathleen has a podcast that you should all go and check out called the Wellness Business Podcast. So don't forget about that either. Um, if you're into scale well, then you would also probably yeah. like the Wellness Business Kathleen, Podcast. Kathleen, can we get a quick elevator pitch on, your, on the podcast? <laughs> you bet. Well, I was going to say, you guys are on my list to have on my podcast too. Uh-oh. <laughs> so yeah, you're, what did you say? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Watch out. So yeah, so the Wellness Business Podcast is designed to help uh, wellness, co- wellness coaches, health professionals um, build their business. We teach them marketing strategies, social media, things like that. Just simple strategies to get them out of overwhelm. And we always end with an action item so they know exactly what step to take. Awesome. A wealth of knowledge, folks. So the Wellness Business Podcast, healthcoachsolutions.net. Thank you again, Kathleen Legris. And we will see all of you again on the next episode of the Scale Well Podcast. Thanks, guys.